Hello and welcome back to Talking Walls. I'm your host, Matt Cooper, and I'm delighted to be joined by Dave as a party. Dave, how you doing, mate? Other than the football, mate, I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, it's just miserable, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? It's so it's so bleak at the minute. I don't know about you, Dave, but it when, when we're this bad, it affects like my whole week. It just I, I start to feel all right in the back of my mind. I realise that we're quite bad at football, and there's a mm. there's a possibility of relegation loon. It just drags me down. Do you feel like yeah. that? Yeah, the positive is that I haven't really been much on social media, which is always nice. Um, and you know it's bad. I even had a, a daytime nap today. I was that tired yesterday. <laughs> Did you? I just straight, mate. I was, I was knockout, mate. Loving life. So, yeah. yeah, that's when you know it's bad. Finn, how you <laughs> going, mate? As it goes, things apart from the football. I'm a, yeah. Well, no, the football has affected me today. You know, well, it's, it's only a day later, isn't it? And I, we were having a discussion a few weeks ago, like, oh, it doesn't affect me anymore. I've grown up, but this one has. I think the build-up has. Um, so yeah, not great, but no. that, yeah. <laughs> I thought I'd move past it, mate. I thought perhaps mm. it was just part of growing up, but it's still chilled. when we played shit, we've always been like mid to lower table, not like mm-hmm. in a relegation dogfight. And now there's actually like serious repercussions and consequences mm-hmm. to us playing this badly. Then it, it really has affected my week. George, are you feeling more positive, mate? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's, it's um, horrible, isn't it? it? It's shit. And I think, like, you know. I think you get over the fact. I think you get over the period of losing football games affecting your mood, but it's the manner of, of losing the football game is what has really irked me. I guess more so about the game and irked a lot of other fans. I think you know we accept it's a you know people win, people lose, but you can't you can't lose games of football like that. And uh, yeah, it's turning toxic quickly in front of our eyes. Mm. Well, I said it on the fans react to feel like. Yesterday's result, uh, time of recording Monday, is a microcosm really of, of the bigger picture that's happening at Wolves, um, which, we, which we will talk about today. We'll look over the Palace game, the thumping at the hands of Leicester City, we'll preview the Brentford game, we'll be discussing just what the hell is going on at Wolverhampton Wonders and of course be taking your questions. But Dave, let's start with the Palace game. Um, first half, what, what one of our... One of our better performances, would you say? Could have, could have gone in two or three nil up? Yeah, I mean, I know we'll talk about the Leicester game. Both games, we started off quite brightly and, you know, we looked all right. We knew the challenge that Palace were going to give us in terms of that sort of physicality. And I think that's possibly why Bubakar started. I think he did a good job. And obviously, the big surprise was, was Bueno in the team um, as well. But yeah, we started off really brightly. Um, obviously, it was at the game with, with George. And um, yeah, we thought we'd score. You know, at the away and thought we'd scored quite early on with that Diego Costa chance. He's, he's had a couple of those the last few games. Mm. He almost just can't get it out his feet quick enough. Um, but yeah, the the you know the first half in, as a whole. You know, if if we went in two 0 up, I think you know that Neves free kick is is one that we look at. I think you know we could have got easily got the three points out of that game. We should have got the three points when you two 0 up. Um, but the goal from Bueno, uh, the goal from Bueno, the assist from Bueno was fantastic. I think the whole move in general, it's almost like a training ground move, the goal kick, moving the ball nicer quickly to find Bueno. And it was an unbelievable ball. And I know Jordan captained him on the bet, mate, as well. So uh, mm. uh, there was some lovely um, hugs in that. Uh, I was trying to find a, a better word than that, but we were at a nice little <laughs> that anyway. So. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. But there's a nice little cuddle after that because it was a it was a special betmate moment for George. But yeah, um, first half we were good. It was good. It was just disappointing how the second half went. 
It was a special bet mate moment for George, which helped him finish 61st. But, you know, it's one of those. George, did you think that Diego Costa chance was in? And how, how did you find going to the game? Is it your first game this season you've been to? Or? Uh, <laughs> um, you, <can't, laughs> you know what? You just can't, um, from where from the away end, you can't actually tell because it was obviously the other side yeah. of the pitch. I haven't watched the highlights back still, like, but I've been told it's like a guilt-edge chance. We all thought he scored. I think we were all celebrating, thinking it was in the back of the net. And it's just, that's just that lack of match practice, isn't it, in-game, just... A half a second too slow. Mm. Quite has come down. You know, it's just not really happened. Um, yeah, the bet mate moment was special. You know, um, mm. captain, we'd had two points before the game. Saw the team yeah, on. Dave was livid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> explained to the ground. And uh, I said, I'm captain in Bueno and vice captain to Dharma. So I think as soon as that goal went in, I think Finn said it was second, maybe in play. I was thinking, this is fantastic. Mm. Couldn't believe it. And uh, <laughs> I thought, you know, it's about time I won one of these. And uh, <laughs> That, yeah, and I come 63rd, like you said. Yeah. <laughs> Dave mentioned there about the goal, which was is a really good finish from Adama. That's that's not an easy finish. And we know he's he's quite good at he's quite good in the air, but in terms of like where the ball ends up, it's probably not his, his forte. Um but Finn, as Dave said there, that they moved the ball really quickly, and that's something we've not done all season, is it? No, and it's the first time it looked like we'd almost rehearsed something. I think, yeah, mm. the seven passes looked like they all knew what they were doing. Um, real breath of fresh air. Um, probably with with the further information we've had this week, maybe a freak moment. Um, but no, yeah, it was nice while it lasted. I said that to George that he was second because I was fifth, so I was getting excited for both of us. Uh, I think I'd only viced. No, I'd viced Traore and I think I'd Captain Nunes or something, but had Bueno. Um, so, yeah, short-lived uh, bit of joy. And as Dave said, could have gone in 2-0 uh, up and it those few short minutes either side of the half, you've got the Neves free kick and then the early goal. But just like, again, we're going to come on to, there was easy that decore strike that um, that could have gone yeah, in as well, saved yeah. by the post. So yeah, it wasn't one where we absolutely blew them away, but definitely much more positive than we were seeing. Yeah, and like you said then, Neves striking the, the woodwork um, just mm-hmm. as the half came to a close. Dave, Bubakar Traore got his first start, I believe, in the Premier League. What were your first impressions of uh, uh, the first half? And uh, I know he, he got he got pulled off early into the second half. And then he got substituted. As well. <laughs> Fatigue. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. No, I thought I thought it was good. It's what we needed, really. I think it just allowed that little bit extra freedom to players like Neves and, and Nunes. Um, because, like I said, you know, you got him almost sat in front of that back four. I think he did a, a job on those Palace players. I think he was unfortunate to get booked when he did, to be fair, as well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think he did a good job. And I, I don't know why he got subbed off, whether it was fitness or whether it was because of the booking. But I, and I'm surprised he didn't get a start against Leicester. I thought it worked really, really well. The, you know, the midfield three had a lot more... Um, a lot more to it than than we saw yesterday. It was so disjointed against Leicester, whereas I think they actually had a, a purpose and a shape against Palace. For in, and it, it's no surprise, you know, as soon as he came off, it almost all fell apart last uh, on at Palace. Yeah, it was that triple substitution that absolutely killed us. But you know, you go in at half time one nil up. You, you know that I mean, we've said it so many times in this podcast, George. You know that Palace aren't going to come out the same as they were in the first half. You know that Vieira's going to give them a bollocking, but within two minutes, we'd shit the bed and we conceded. Yeah, and it's one of those things, isn't it? It's, you know, you know a home team, they're going to, whoever it is, they're going to come out with a, a spring in the step. You've got to keep it quiet for 10 minutes, like, you know, just get yourself back in the game. I mean, 
we hadn't even got back to our seats. We were finishing our Carlsbergs and we heard like a roar. And we're like, I was like, oh, is that us? And then like, then you heard like, yeah, obviously quite quickly it wasn't us. And uh, we ended up getting the, the goal up on, on, on the phone and <laughs> just to have a look at it. And uh, yeah, it's just so, you know, I don't know what Samedo's doing for the goal. Well, both goals, but the first goal as well. He's just, I don't know, he's got sucked that far under the ball. And, um, you know, you just, you know, it's so like, it's just schoolboy, isn't it? It's just so it's so it's just crap. Like there's no there's no other way to describe it really. You know, you want to be a bit tight, a bit compact, sit in for ten, five, ten minutes, keep it quiet, then build yourself back into the second half of the game. But yeah, as soon as that goal went in, I mean, all second half there was only one winner for me. They were just coming in floods and floods. And as soon as you made that triple substitution, it absolutely killed us. Cause then you've got brought Matinho and Hodge on, who are technically decent footballers, of course are, but then Schlupanese just started running and like running us, and all of a sudden the game got stretched and the midfield got stretched. And I think that was a bit. I think that was the one big thing about that game was that that triple substitution absolutely killed us. The most frustrating thing about that though, Finn, was in the first half, Samido had, had Zaha in his pocket. He was excellent. And he come out like he was concussed. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say with, with Samedo probably being at fault for both. In the first half, I remember several times um, really praising him. And not necessarily that I think Zaha is one of the best left-wingers in the league, but up against Zaha at Selhurst when they cry every time you go anywhere near him, like he wins fouls for days. I thought Samedo uh, handled him really, really well, was really impressed. And then it's just simple things that are so annoying um, for the two goals. I mean, you could say the whole back four is probably at fault for the uh, for the second, but... But no, yeah, uh, a real shame. And as I agree, that that triple sub, I think we, we said in the podcast before that um, we're going to need physicality in midfield. And when you had Nunes and um, and Traore in there, and then you bring on like our two smallest players that, I mean, maybe they had to come off, but could you have maybe staged them a little bit more to not feel like, oh my God, we've lost all our energy straight away? I don't know. It, if they had to come off, they had to come off, but everyone knows it's easy to see that that's what killed us. But also... <laughs> It was 1-1 at the time. We should have been sharper out the block. So, there's several things that went wrong in that second half. Yeah, I thought Adama had probably the best game of the season as well, Dave. I know we got yeah, the goal, yeah. but to take off, um, it was, I believe it was Nunes, the two trail rays for Matinho, Hod, Hodge and Gredge. It, I know you put it on Twitter yourself and Steve Davis has come out and said it was fitness related, but it just absolutely killed us, didn't it? Yeah, that significantly. Was a point. Yeah. yeah, it significantly weakened us. Um, and, and like Finn said, I know it was 1-1, but I think we had a much better chance of trying to get something out in out the game, um, you know, with those players on the pitch. But I can't understand. I, I appreciate Adama, Bubakar to an extent, but Gedge had, you know, had would have had a full season at uh, you know, Valencia. You know, all of these these players, you know, should be fit, they should be sharp, they should be Premier League footballers mm-hmm. and, and available to be playing. Okay, if not 90 minutes, you know, 75, 80 plus minutes easily. Um, so it's, it's a concern. It's still a concern now because I don't think they're fit now. It's it, And I, I said it after yesterday's game, they just don't look fit enough and they can't compete. Leicester looked like they had an extra two players on us yesterday. So I don't know what's going on. They need someone who knows what they're doing in charge and fast. <laughs> and that, could, that applies to... Everywhere in the club, whether that's <laughs> fucking mopping the floors in the club shop to making yeah. the decisions right at the very top, because mm. it's a shambles. Um, second goal, Dave. You talk about fitness there. What do you think it is with Samay though? Not tracking around. Do you think it's lack of desire or just shagged? 
Probably, probably a bit of both. Like we said, he had a really decent. He had a good game. The first, well, the first half was really solid. Um, first goal, like George said, you know, should have been better with. Second half, that's who we pointed out straight away. Straight away in the stadium, the fact that he just didn't track Zaha quick enough, and it was so obvious where the ball was going to go. Collins and Kilman both should have done much better as well. But the fact that Zaha, who you know, I think he's under. I know you know he gets a little bit of hate. I think he's quite underappreciated as a Premier League player because. His numbers every season consistently, are, goals and assists, is very, very decent. He, he gave him all the freedom. He had like three or four seconds to literally pick where he wanted to put the ball. Um, but Samado for me was the one I pointed out straight away that he should have done way better. But then there was instances yesterday of Johnny doing the exact same, just oh, jogging mate. after his match. Yeah, um, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe well, this it. This is what I can't, I can't understand with our fullbacks at the moment is that there's no consistent runs of performances from them. They can have one good game, the next, so they keep the place in the next game. They're all like so bad. Um, Johnny, I thought, wasn't great. You know, uh, last week, Samedo come in. Um, he didn't have a fantastic game against Palace. And then Johnny started yesterday and was atrocious. You know, Aitnor, he had a good game against Forest, but then was ill, so didn't play midweek. So Bueno now has had two pretty solid games, to be fair to him. So he should keep his place. But that right back position, I don't know what's going on. Well, you can blame me for that because when I did the four four two right at the start of the season, I had Johnny as our most underrated player. Yeah, and ever since then, he's been absolute dog shit. I don't know. I don't know. I, what I, is, uh, I, don't know. I think I had Gibbs White as my player of the season as well, so we, we might all be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did. I did a big feature with Talksport last week, pre-recorded about the appointment of Michael Beale as well. So it was a lesson <laughs> learned for all of us here. <laughs> um, but in Joel, one of the things that was pissing me off the most was like Zaha picking the ball up, and like regardless of what you think of him, he's, he's a tremendous player. It was just so easy. It was like they were playing back cage football, like rolling it around people, just shoving them off, and just walking, walking past players. And that's what I mean about the um, like with the substitutions that with Schlup and Eze and Zaha, and you know. Nunes and um, Bubakar can get around the pitch a bit. They're a bit, you know, they've got a bit of pace back in the mobile, agile players, and then they just started running off us. And you know what? It was easy as soon as they went, as soon as they scored the second goal. Um, well, as soon as they scored the first goal, there's only going to be one winner in that game. And as soon as the second one went in, yeah, like I say, it was just easy for them. Like, yeah, we had like a potential penalty shout, um, which oh, you've seen them given, haven't you? Um, yeah, it's a definite but, penalty. Yeah, I. It's one of them, I mean, I've only seen the stills, like I say, I haven't watched the game back, but it did it come off his knee, didn't it? I think first. Am I right in saying that? I'm not sure whether it did, but he's at like oh, he's at he's he's a position, though. Isn't, isn't the rule if you make yourself bigger? Yeah, and he's made himself more of a pen than the forest one, more than the, oh, than yeah, the forest yeah, one. Yeah, yeah for probably both of them, to be honest. Yeah, mm. and um, yeah, like I say, it was just so easy, and that's the that's what I've got. That's my biggest problem about this Wolves team at the moment, like you said beginning of the podcast. I don't mind losing football games. It happens. It's, it's a sport. Mm. But it's how you lose games and we've just got no fight in us. And there's no bottle in this team whatsoever at all. No bottle whatsoever. You know, if we concede first, we ne- I, I can't tell you, I, you know, if we go 1-0 down against Brentford, it's more likely they're going to score three or four than we're going to get back in the game and, and, and win. Villa two away was the last time we went down and won. Yeah, we've got no nothing in this team. Which oh was over a year ago. I was going to say a year ago. Oh, my God. Um, and we used to be the kings of it, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Under, under Nuno, yeah. But it, 
<laughs> it's a, it's a, a shambles, but not as much of a shambles as a, as a Leicester game, which we'll come on to. But we, I did touch on um, on 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 how we did on Betmite at the start. Even though George Captain Bueno, he still finished sixty third, um, same <laughs> as myself. Uh, we were joint uh, joint sixty third, and I don't know where Dave and, and Finn were, um, but it wasn't it wasn't a very good day all round uh, for any of us, but. Talking of bad days all round, Dave. Wolves versus Leicester City, a 4 0 thumping um, at the hands of Leicester City, who are in the bottom three as well. Mm. I, I, similar to Palace, mate, we first 10 minutes, we, we started off, we started off all right, but just so like reluctant to pull the trigger. Yeah, uh, first 10 minutes, you know, right up until their goal, to be honest, we were playing, you know, testing them. Playing really, really well. I was rubbing my hands here, but thinking, right, we, we, we've got a reaction here. You know, we know how disappointed the Palace game was. We needed a reaction, and I thought we'd got it. Threatened them quite a lot. Good amount of, you know, set pieces, a lot of corners coming in. Um, and then the first sort of lapsing concentration from us. Johnny, I just got no confidence on the ball whatsoever. I don't know what's wrong with him. And he loses out on the ball, and then just a daft foul. I think the, I think the booking was harsh. Oh, Michael Oliver, mm, but that, yeah, yeah um, you know, get that free kick, and yeah, I mean, you can't take anything away from the finish from Tillemans. It was fantastic, but um, just one lapse of concentration, and that <clears throat> it's the difference between us and, and us and teams like Leicester. You know, Leicester can be, yeah, they're in a bit of trouble right now, but they know if you give them opportunities, they'll put them in the back of the net. Whereas with Walls, we won't. So that that's the that's the difference between us right now. You look at the stats, Walls had. 20-something shots. Leicester had five, four of them in the back of the net. End of story. Um, but yeah, just nowhere near good enough yesterday. And, you know, I, I think if you asked any Wolves fan, I know, you know, some of us are negative and so on, but I don't think anyone would have predicted Leicester to, to smash us for four yesterday. I, I said before 3-0 Leicester, didn't I? Because I, I left on I left on 68, 69. You also 69. bet 6-1 Wolves. <laughs> I, 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 I had a dream. Um, and Mom, this is how far, far, <laughs> far-fetched it was. And Wolf 6-1 and Samayo scored a hat-trick. I woke up and turned to the missus and I went, I'm going to put the bet on. And she doesn't really understand football or betting odds, but she said that doesn't sound like something that would happen, um, <laughs> considering the mood you've been in for the last two to three months. <laughs> um, but the, the, the difference is, George, is if that comes to us on the edge of the area, it's more than likely ended up on the ring road. It did. The Matinho <laughs> one, didn't it? Oh, as soon as he, as soon as he walked up to strike the ball, there was no fucking conviction in it. No. Which one was no that in the first half? Yeah, he, he tried it right wide. before. Tried it wide. Yeah. 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 He, 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 as, before he'd even hit it, he knew he wasn't going in. You could just see the way he approached <laughs> it. No, but like, there was no yeah. conviction in the strike. He just stroked it. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he hit it like well, he could have hit it hard with his cock, couldn't he? That, that strike. That <laughs> yeah. yeah, he probably could have. Yeah. That's the problem with us, though, at the minute. You just know the form we're in and the, the confidence of, of the whole squad. Like, that was either going to end up like Moutinho limp-dicking it out for a goal kick or it ended up in the fruit, fruit, fruit and veg. Or Asda, wouldn't it? You know what I mean? It's not going on target. Um, I mean, I was, you know, I, I, was, I wasn't there yesterday. Um, oh, but, right, OK. It's a shock. <laughs> hey, that's my second game on this still season. But, um, I've got some beauty information, which I'll share in a bit. But, um, oh, OK. Anyway, um, so after having to actually watch that game back, uh, knowing the result and knowing the the fan sentiment and everything, honestly, the hardest watch 
I've, I've had to do. I think. I mean, I want me watch the pianist, and that today was always reached me as many tears as then the films have because it was it was bad. It was just so so bad. And um, you know what? The club at the moment, it's like there's something it's rotting at the core. It's like a camp. There's something. Whatever it is, mm. we all, we've all got our opinions, but this is it feels as bad as it did with the double dip relegation in terms of the feeling, the, 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 the hatred, like the fans, the, you know, I don't feel like so, I feel so far removed from this, from this club. And this is a club and a board that actually did everything to like rejuvenate the fans, the city, bring the fans, you know, back in, you know, and the good time. But I feel like a cancer to the club right now. They need removing. Yeah. One, one thing that, that, Get what got me uh, yesterday was we haven't got a lot to sing about, and I know they're singing about Scott Sellers, but like the chance of we're fucking shit. Like, <laughs> it, I mean, it's not productive for, for anyone, but I think that's just the end of the tether that fans are at because players aren't listening to that thinking, well, like that's a rocket up our arse, we want to perform. It's not productive for anyone, it helps no one, but that's that's the level it, we, st- we stoop to. and. You know, a lot of people have said it, it's been coming. I think that us as a collective have probably disagreed with that up until the last few weeks. But it's almost like this has, for me, come around the corner at 100 miles an hour and, and ran me over. There's like the sudden realization like we're in an absolute pickle here, like we're in a real mess from top to bottom. And I think that's only probably been highlighted since Bruno's gone. I'm not saying it's because he's the reason, mm-hmm. but just to. Just the way that they've dealt with the whole managerial appointment, they are, we are the laughing stock of the Premier League at the minute, and they've dragged my club's name through the mud with this. It's embarrassing. I mean, it's embarrassing to support Wolves that you've got Steve Davis in charge. Oh, yes, it, you know it's it's not his fault, but you know we're meant to be a Premier League club. You've got your first team coach fucking laying balls off in in the warm up. You haven't even got yeah. any coaching staff at Sunday League. It's like, come on, lads, like. Like pull together a bit more. Surely you got someone to run the fucking line. But like, it's it's a, it's an embarrassment. They've, they've they've dragged the club's name through the mud, and they should be held accountable for it. And that's just not Scott Sellers. That's Jeff Shee. That's Sellers. That's Matt Hobbs. It's all of them because it's it's simply not good enough. And they don't realise what it means to 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 support this club or even or, or put the shirt on. The players don't. The players aren't blameless either. The whole club stinks at the minute. But second goal anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've I've not seen it back, and it's hard to see from the North Bank. But if you shout in Arby and reject at a player, you know exactly what's going to happen. It was pretty much like two minutes after, weren't it, Finn? Yeah, and again, it was an every goal. There's like warning signs, maybe not a warning sign, but as in you, could, I just I'll start that again. Basically, oh, someone in front of me said as soon as that Tillemans one went in and compared it to the Matinho one, and it felt like every goal was a bit poetic because they tried that same. Dewsbury Hall to Barnes um, in behind about two minutes before. Warning sign. They try it again. I know we've highlighted how off um, Johnny looked, but they tried it again. We didn't smile up to it. It worked. Obviously, I had, I had a bad view as well, but you could see that the pass was on, just not necessarily how, how deep it was from goal. But looked like a great goal, but could have been so easily avoided, especially, you know, like when people try corners once, it's like, well, we can't try that again because they're wising up to it. They just tried that same move again. It worked. Um, and those first two, yeah, came down the same side. And Johnny, yeah, the, the, as we've said, the right-back position. I don't rate Barnes particularly. He has got pace and that seemed to really show. Um, but yeah, this, I think Semedo 
maybe would have matched him for, with that better than Johnny, seeing as he didn't really seem to get out of jogging at any point. Um, Joggy Otto. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, real problem. But yeah, that was one of the the uh, other two changes. Johnny and Martino back in. They're two changes I wouldn't have done. And yeah, we probably suffered two goals. It's not all his fault, but you can look at him for both. Um, yeah. Definitely playing a part. Well, you look at, obviously, Brendan Rodgers seemed to have been on borrowed time at Leicester, but that's, you mm. know, they're starting to build a bit of form now and probably rightly so with the with, with, with the players he's got. It's three wins in the last five. But before that, they were having loads of possession and losing games and he slightly tweaked it so they've, they've gone to a more counter-attacking side and they're having less possession but winning games. Like, where's that yeah. kind of initiative at Wolves? Like, we're obviously, whatever we're doing isn't fucking working. So, but that's the signs of a good coach. But one thing I did notice, Dave, um, and it was glaringly obvious to me, is just how quickly Leicester were compared to Wolves in transition in that turnover. Mm. We, yeah, when, yeah. We, we, when we break, we go, we go backwards, we let the team set, and then it's just low block. Yeah. You know, we'll we'll put a ball out to Adama, he'll try and put a ball in the box, and then we, it's goal kick. Yeah, it was, that was the plan. Plan, I even said after him, at half-time. After yeah. Half-term, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're clever because it's half term um, plan, plan A passed to Adama and that was it that's the only and someone said what there's a plan A I was like yeah true but like there's it, that's all it was but they got the ball and in a flash they're in our half running at us Harvey Barnes whoever else you know and um, yeah there was no just no urgency whatsoever from us yesterday and you go I'll go back to your comment about Brendan Rodgers obviously he's got top a number of years of top level experience and I understand you know this isn't Steve Davis's fault but we've got a manager here who his last full first team job was late in Orient in non-league where he failed you know and we're relying on this guy for the next 10 well for, for a total of close to 10 games with no other backing over extra special coaching staff it's it's just throwing us in in, in trouble it's embarrassing so I mean at the time of recording we just started recording Villa sacked Gerard on Friday. They've already appointed and announced Emery. You know, I hate, hate comparing us to Villa because the last three years, Fat Wolves fans have always compared us to Villa and transfers. Oh my God, how Villa signed this player, this player. Out of, since we've been back in the Premier League, they've only finished above us once in the league. So that's why I never, I, I've never bothered about their transfers. But the way they've gone about this and this appointment, it just shows, it's just embarrassing for Wolves. Well, this is what happens when. George Mendes isn't calling the shots where it gets left down to Jeff, Matt Hobbs and Scott Sellers who have been conducting the manager's, uh, managerial appointment. It's, it's, it's embarrassing. It, 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 it's embarrassing, but they won't be held accountable for it though because who holds them account? Because Gore back in China probably isn't asked. Doesn't seem to be asked. He's not going to sack Jeff, is he? Because they're, they're, they're boys. Well, he might, and, he might start getting. He might start looking at it when he feels like his investment is uh, tanking. You know what I mean? And, that, and that's possibly, possibly this is the position we need to be in to be able to gut it, to start again, and go. Actually, let's build a, a structure, yeah. a management structure behind it. Because well, I know. Yeah, sorry, mate. No, no, no. no let's carry on. Yeah, well, I, I know that someone asked Liam Keane on the Express and Star podcast whether Wolves were up for sale, and he categorically said no. I've heard it from the horse's mouth. We'll come on to it a bit later. I've heard different from a very reliable source, which we'll come on to later. Um, but he, like, Jeff isn't going to sack Scott, is he? He's not going to sack Matt Hobbs because 
And yeah. it's all coming out now. Even Tim Spears has said it that those guys don't make any decisions. Everything, everything is done by Jeff. So if they're just pandering to him, they're they're not going to go against him because if they do, he'll they'll lose a job. And I get it. It's just it's a, it's an absolute shit show. Move on to the third goal before we talk about everything else around the game. Um, <laughs> bit of brilliance from Madison. He's a good player. Anything. He's such a good footballer. Yeah, it reminded me of that um, De Bruyne one I saw down the North Bank last season, end of last season, where he striked it with real power down into the to the bottom corner. Um, but yeah, took on a few players and finished something that just seems like magical to us because we haven't seen, <laughs> haven't seen it all season. Um, pretty standard Premier League football goal, but yeah, mm. seemed like absolute magic at Molyneux. Um, So yeah, at that point it was heads down, probably probably third, maybe more the fourth goal than the third. The third you probably unstoppable but I think when you add that fourth on it then looks like they've completely thrown the towel in but I think that goal in its own along with the Tielemans one they're both brilliant goals mm. I um, I have I've seen the fourth one back on on, uh, on on YouTube Dave were you in the grounds oh, you stayed to the end didn't you I couldn't watch anymore yeah I, I, t- I took the with me yesterday she was like can we go now it's probably about 75 I was like nah just because I, I wanted to see the reaction at the end it's mm. odds law. I'd leave early to do a reaction. We end up fucking coming back and winning four three before the fourth goal. I've got the three <laughs> three nil rule. If it's yeah. three nil down and a go, and nah. it's uh, I saw, only I, twice, I saw... twice it's happened against Leicester. And I said to Dan <laughs> yesterday, my brother went, "It's fucking no chance it's happening again." Uh, part of me wanted to say just to see sort of what it was like, and mm. there wasn't so much booze ringing around. Um, but like I said, I was just like we're just waiting to see who came over. I honestly thought every single player would come come over to the fans, and. Nah, mate, pedents straight down the tunnel. He's got to get back uh, ready for his birthday party. He's got to get the party bags ready. Okay. <laughs> um, there was a few of them, but yeah, the fourth goal, I, I, basically what had happened was these lads that I was sitting next to had been um, in the concourse a whole of the second half, come back down whenever the fourth Just goal was. Or as, no, no, <laughs> came back down as they w- were walking across me. Yeah, the fourth goal went in, so I don't, I actually don't know what happened. They turned, I said, Oh, I can't believe it's three now. I said, It's, it's four now. They turned around, it had gone in, they just walked straight back out. So, <laughs> yeah, I didn't actually see what had happened to be honest. I can't really remember. I, I, I know it was Barney, and then I didn't yeah. really get his celebration. So, oh, he, he loves it, don't he? Oh, he loves it. Okay. Um, like, so I remember saying, messaging you, like saying, I told you three nil Leicester, and you went, It's four. <laughs> and I went, I don't care. He <laughs> <laughs> But I, I just, I just, I can't like, I get like, stay and support, but mentally I can't do it. I, I cannot watch it. I cannot support them, them when they're just chucking the towel in like that. Um, but Dave, who who out of the players came over? I, I get well chanting we're fucking shit and all this. The players probably think fuck and we're not coming over. But <laughs> who 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 came over and clapped? First two that came over to the South Bank were Bueno and Campbell, straight away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Collins was just walking around doing that. I think he was doing his best Emery impression. Um, <laughs> Neves, obviously, and people started chanting his name. Davis, uh, Samedo stayed for a little bit. Um, it might have been one or two of us, but I can't remember a lot. But like I said, I think Bubakar went straight down. Um, Pedence definitely did. Um but yeah, it was just just frustrating, you know. It was still okay, a good amount of players, and I, I agree with you. You know, I can see it from both sides. If someone's chanting and booing, you know, they might have, you know, thought the booing was for them. I think the booing was particularly for obviously the the board and so on. They've got to um, front it though, mate. But, They've got like they're, they're paid enough money to front it. 
Yeah, yeah, I know. And I saw someone comment, and I, I, I hate again. I don't really like bringing the money into it, but they earned more probably from that match yesterday than most people in that ground will make all year. You know, and all they need to do is apologise, clap, applaud, thank them for coming. But mm-hmm. ain't gonna happen, is it? So, no, it's not all the abuse is directed at them directly. But mm. talking of direct abuse, Jord, fans made it very, very clear of their opinion on Scott Sellers, whether you think it's rightly or wrongly. What what were your thoughts on it? Um, the, the South Bank were going through a repertoire. Sellers make a sub. Scott Sellers get out of my club. Um, personally, I think it's direct. It, you know, it shouldn't it shouldn't be should not criticising, but it's directed at the wrong bloke. I don't know how you feel about it. I think I think there's a few of those names you mentioned with Hobbs as well and. Sellers, Davis, but they're all pawns in in the game, aren't they? The, the, what you know, was Matt Hobbs doing in South America, by the way? Did I send him on a gap here? I think he was on a Pablo Escobar tour. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing over there? Um, no, but the pawns in the game of of Jeff Shee, like I say, like I, I feel like rightfully or wrong, for, you know, I don't think he meant it. With obviously the the, the sound bite that came out from the ENS podcast, it sort of just. Put, poured petrol onto the fire in it, and you know, Wolves fans like a scapegoat, and Scott Sellers is the scapegoat, and mm. you know, he, again, all everyone at Wolverhampton Wanderers is culpable at the moment. Like we've heard, we're hearing more stories coming out of the club now that are just unbelievable to hear. And like I say, what I heard yesterday, um, I was pl- I was playing golf because I had a friend come back, and um, I got told by a re- very good reputable source about Nuffield Health that. When it came to Sasa Kaladzic's deal, um, they, were, they already had a partial tear in his ACL, and the club still signed off on it because they probably backs up against the wall, and they, they pulled the trigger in a game. When you think about what actually happened, he obviously did his ACL in forty-five minutes before the game. He was in, in his interview, he said he wasn't fit, um, and even that, you know, there's loads of little things that are happening, and and you, you only hear about this stuff when the club's performing bad. You know, if we if we won, yeah. if we were in the top four, you wouldn't hear any of this sort of stuff, any of this sort of noise. But I think it's unfair to say it's Scott Sellers. I really do. I think you know, it's Jeff Shee. It's mm-hmm. it's at, at best, it's I don't even know what the word is. It, it's negligence at best, isn't it? What we've done, you know, we've got no structure. We're like Romain, like there's no structure at the club. We act very immature, like we're not we're not geared up as a football, you know, a Premier League team behind the scenes. Yet we're trying to get involved in esports, record deal, all all this sort of shit. It's cart but, before the horse, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And I get it. You do all the brand. We're not. We're not Man United. We're not Liverpool. We're not Arsenal, Tottenham. We haven't got this like fan base. You've got to grow it. And I get you do that via different means, and you generate money that way. We're not the most fashionable football club out there, but. You know, it's like a pyramid built on like a swamp in it. Essentially, mm. we're, we're just thinking like there's no foundation there, and as soon as it starts crumbling, the whole lot comes down. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. You know what? Like, like you said earlier, Matt, I'm, I'm really, I'm just, I'm um, upset by it. To be honest with you, seeing it, I just feel like we had warning signs from, um, you know, from Valencia fans about getting involved with Mendes and it all going toxic and shit, and we're all sort of joked and laughed and like, oh, we're signing Neves and Jota and all the good times are great. But now I, I really fear for us. And the worst thing about it all is the Albion are fucking diabolical. We can't even take the piss out because we're just bad. You know what I mean? It, 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 the whole thing, honestly, I'm like, I feel sad. I, I, generally, I'm sad. I feel I'm sad right. about where we are. 
Dave, what were your thoughts on the on on, on the sellers' chance? Um, I, I I think they're I think people are right to to you know voice a concern. I think you know I said it on our video. I think the whole sort of structure of the board is just dreadful anyway. Um, I think we all know. And again, it's a, it's the same thing, you know, Kevin Farewell, Laurie Dorrimple, whenever people have bought it up and we're doing okay, people just laugh it off. But sort of, you look at our decline actually since those guys have left, especially Farewell, um, and there's certain characters in this club that have left. And then you think, hold on, it's probably, you know, there's probably a reason, you know, why we're going downhill. Um, I think, you know, she should be accountable as well. I think that there's no surprise. I think Scott Sellers was just the, the, the almost the wrong place in the, at the wrong time in terms of the news coming out on sort of Friday. Um, I think it was obviously came from the Express and Star podcast. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, the local journalists are jumping to try and support Sellers, which is no surprise. But, um, yeah, I think, I think something's got to be said anyway. And, you know, I don't mean they're going to start chanting, you know, fuck off she or whatever but i think you know sellers is the easy target but he's the face of it although whether he makes the decisions or not he's the face of it so he's got to be the one that you know unfortunately takes the stick well according to tim spears the matt hobbs scott sellers have little to no saints first team matters and everything is done by either george mendez or jeff she how is that got how, how have we got to this point uh, it's, it's, that's that's bollocks, I think. I think that's bollocks as well. But like, careful, friend of the uh, podcast. Yeah. So yeah, no. I, I, in in terms of like the the way uh, the whole thing is structured, it, it's absolute bollocks. And they've right. tried to be even with <laughs> no um even with the whole coaching thing. Bruno Lodge brought his own staff in, and you've got his brother coming in as senior player development. What the fuck is that? Is he a coach or what? What is he like? Just say coach. Yeah, if you want to put him in a special role, tell him, tell him that, that what his role is, and and same with the what they call all the board now. They've all got their own manager of football decisions or whatever it is. I don't know. Director of football and operations. Yeah, yeah, and then and um, Russell Jones is manager of whatever marketing. Yeah. They've all got weird titles. Just just do it like a normal football club. Just get a technical director, get your loan manager, get your director of football, which everyone's been screaming out for for however yeah. many years. Do it properly because this is why. And like Say said on the thing, you know, how many clubs top level? Of, I'm not saying everyone's going to have a director of football because they don't. Yeah. But how many clubs at top level, they've got aspirations to be a top half Premier League club, have, haven't got a director of football? Or if you have, you know, if, if Scott Sellers is doing that job, which he's not doing very well, you know, you've promoted someone within who's been a he has no under sound the matters either. Uh, under 18s yeah. manager, head of youth development, and now all of a sudden, director of football of a, a Premier League club that should be top half. It's rubbish. And it, it prevents people there. catching like the strays of like if say Russell Russell's got nothing to do with like anything to do with the yeah, team. I'm sorry for dragging. I'm more no, no, Russell's role. You know what I mean? Like yeah. no, yeah, but we don't know. Do it. So it's, it prevents like if Sellers is getting all this hate and he's like, mate, I'm not doing any of this. We don't know, do we? It was a a, a rumour or people taking it from podcasts and then it spirals like that. I mean, I wasn't chanting because the two lads I sit next to drink with Scott Sellers, so I thought I'd uh, I wouldn't be <laughs> shouting any violent I'll be drinking and a lot more frequently after last week. <laughs> um but but no, yeah, it's it's when no one has a clue who to direct the anger at. Oh, that's almost even worse. And even just with what George was saying before, I've just seen the the athletic article 
Athletic article tonight. It says that Sasha Kaladzic was brought in by Mendes, which I didn't even know. I didn't. I know there's a few with funny links like Zuba and I think even Andre Gray's a, a Mendes client. But there's so much where we don't know what's going on. So it's hard to... Maybe it's a tactic. We don't know who to direct the anger at, so maybe we won't. But clearly isn't working. Well, it, it could be the case. Uh, all right, well, if you sign if you sign for Wolves, your big move to the Premier League, if you sign, Mendes is your agent from now on. Yeah, mm. stuff like that going on, course, with Golden Angels. We've seen like it was being used as a front for guest future to bring players in and to get them signed up to the agency and try and wash money through. That's so, and when I say wash money, I don't mean launder, as in like revenue streams. Yeah. I don't. I don't think this this isn't the fault of guest if you though the whole thing or, or part no it, no it's not but that, that you, we're, we're a football club not an, not a, a recruitment no, agency. I appreciate that but then at the same time I don't think like I understand why people are frustrated about the thing but that's up to Jeff Shee to put, put you know dig his heels in and say you know right well, I don't if we need a striker but I don't want it to be a guest of you client we shouldn't we shouldn't need to rely on him and I don't mean that's the fault mm. of George Mendes and saying I appreciate. People might want to go in a different direction. Same with the manager thing. Unless unless Josh, George Mendes is almost blackmailing the saying, well, if you don't have a Portuguese manager, I'm going to move Neves on or whatever. But mm. that's the thing. If we get rid of George Mendes, um, you know, we lose Neves, we'll lose Saar, we'll lose, you know, X amount of players. So be. You, know, you stripped mm. your whole club. Mm. And I appreciate that, yeah. It's a big decision to make, but I don't think the situation currently going on at the club is no. anything to do well I think, I, think it's a little, yeah. I think it is only a little bit and I, the only reason why I, I like counter that is the fact of like say you've got I don't know like you mentioned there not saying we saw on these players but say you've got Andre Gray like you said because you said he's a Mendes client and then you've got mm. Troy Deeney let's just, let's just do it that they both <laughs> worth two million quid they're going to sign Andre Gray because the agent fee goes back through and they've got a stake in Gessou. Mm. So it's just. Yeah, it's a hefty stake as well, folks. And that's what I mean. So, like, if they can buy a player who's part Stinks. of the, the books rather than non the, non the books, they save the agent fee on the player. So, that's where I think it's culpable is that. But we've, we've shook hands with that's the deal we made. That's why we've got Ruben Neves. That's what we've got Diogo Jota, mm. Willie Bolly in the championship. So, that's sometimes it. you win, sometimes you lose a George Mendes. At the minute, we're. Being pumped every single week. Fucking losing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> we are. Um, should we? Should, it's just it, honestly, it it boils my blood talking about it. It really does. I um, was I was literally that upset at the ground yesterday. I almost felt like crying. I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> Gen- genuinely, <laughs> I'm like, you, you know, when you like you, yeah. you start tearing up. I was like, well, "What is going on here?" Mm. I think I would have got a lot of abuse in SL1 if I just started crying after 2-0 down. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. 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 <laughs> we get the pyramid tonight. The, 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 the lunatics are running the asylum at the minute. That's how it feels. It's it's all over the place. This show is brought to you by Green King, your home of pub sport. With over 900 sports pubs across the country, Green King is where the fans go, showing every broadcast game for Wolverhampton Wanderers. Yeah, and whether you're at the Bradmore Arms, the Gatehouse, Pear and Partridge, or at the Woodman Inn, if you download the Green King Season Ticket app, you can receive a free drink when you register and 10% off a great range of drinks one hour before, during, and after any match. That's right, Dave. So if you head to the App Store and search Season Ticket and download the app, listeners of our show will be able to get an additional £5 off drinks when spending £15 or more by using code TALKINGWALLS. Green King. It's where the fans go and your home of pub sport. Moving on to the weekend's fixture, which is Brentford versus Wolves. Brentford, one winning five, but that does include two draws. Scott, 
annihilated within 15 minutes by the filler at the weekend. Dave, Brentford are going to react to this, aren't they, the Thomas Frank? Brentford are gash. Yeah, I mean, they're going to react. We said the same against Palace. You know, Palace had a poor game before we played them last week. Um, so, that yeah, they're going to react, especially with them being uh, being back at home. Um, we Yeah, we, we need to improve massively. You know, I think it is a winnable match. I think they, you know, but they're still a good team. Um, you know, sat in the Premier League right now. You know, they're 10th. They're a good five points ahead of us. They've had a good start to the season. Um, they've had a couple of good wins to start, you know, at the start of the season as well. So you know, they've got good players. Ivan Tony, you know, I don't mean no disrespect to Brentford. It wouldn't surprise me to see him get a big move, whether that be in January or or, the, or next summer, especially if he gets in the World Cup squad. Um, so yeah, they're a good good team. It's going to be a difficult match, but again, on paper, Wolves should should be giving them a good game. George, who who comes in for you? Um... Against Brentford, would you bring in the likes of Bubakar? Would you would you give a gedge of a, a go wankers for all you know for all the pantomime stuff you get with Diego Costa and a bit of grit and determination? He's he's done next to nothing, hasn't he? I think I think you could drop more, like genuinely outside of Bueno. I do, I do, and I'm not, and I'm not going to be like saying, oh, they all deserve to be whatever. But I think we've got to make changes. Like for the love of God, I'll just I hope we just play our fucking record signing in his actual position. Definitely number 10 thing. Like, he ain't a number 10. Telling me that no, he's not a number ain't 10. Ain't got the awareness for he's it. He's a number 10. Never will be number 10. Let's let's play him. Swallow your pride. Drop Matinho. Play him next to Neves. Or, you know, just do it. I'm sick to Steph seeing him out of position. Running in the right-hand side channel with Scott Sellers' fucking arrow to the corner flag. We don't want to do that. <laughs> Let him do his thing. Like, that's all I'm asking. Play Nunes in his correct position. I feel like Fang should come in. Like, I absolutely do. I can't believe I'm saying it. I do, but Fuck he should me, be playing. You've gone full 180, haven't you? Yeah, <laughs> I do, but he should be playing. Like, he's no worse than what we've seen. I've had enough of Pedence. I know we don't I know we don't score goals without Pedence, but he's doing my fruit in as well. I, I, I do feel <laughs> yeah, like... Yeah, awful. I, I feel like, as well, like Guedes, like... He was he, he had his season last season at Valencia where he was got those numbers playing as a as a second striker, almost like a floating ten. I, I'll quite happily see him floating around, Wang. You know that that was what I'd do. I'd play Troyal Ray Guedes in the ten. You were playing left wing actually. Jesus Christ. Um, Chem Campbell. Anyone? I've, yeah, maybe Chem Campbell. Playing just play Nunes next to Neves, and then I think Guedes I, just in behind Costa or something. Yeah. Or not. Yeah. Well. Yeah, but again, I'm not sure. I'm, you know, I'm not sure Costa's doing it for me either. Um, right back, I mean, what do you do there? It's like picking like a, a race, like a diet, like a racehorse with no knees and like one with like no head. Like I don't know who you pick. <laughs> like you know, like, like I don't know. Like John Intermedia, you might, you you pick you are flipping a coin at the minute, aren't you? Because they're both bereft of confidence and. Yeah, I just think for me, I'll go four two three one, Nunes next to Neves, and then play and pick whoever you want outside of that. But please play Nunes in his actual position. That's all I'm asking. Finn, are you going on Saturday? Uh, no, I couldn't get tickets again. I've still never done Brentford or Bournemouth. Never, I'm not quite. Last yeah, 
sort of Lego yeah, land. Quite in the... <laughs> yeah, I would like to do it because I never did the uh, the old Brentford ground either. Um, but no, still haven't made the cut for tickets or the ballot or anything. Um, but no, yeah, I uh, I agree with George on the the new nesting. Definitely, I think the first time we did it, I think I even came on here and said that the new nesting looked promising. But in that number ten role, he's not quite. He's just so much better driving from deep. He hasn't quite got that. It's tight body all wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's not meant to be that. I mean, I was thinking earlier that you just. I know it's very reactionary and we go, right, change everyone or change the formation or whatever. The possession thing isn't working, but they're not going to upheave and go, right, we're going to go back to counter-attack. So even though I think we could still do something like that, I even think maybe you could revert to a five. I think all of our full-backs are better as wing-backs. No, I know. I think I don't even know whether Totti's fit, but you've got three centre-backs if you really wanted to do it. Eight Norwich better as a wing back. Bueno as a wing back in the under 21s looked unbelievable. I mean, he's still done all right at a left back as well. I think Samedo's better there. So you could do a, a three, if none of the wingers are firing, a three, five, two, and you go Traore as in Bubakar, Nunes, Neves in midfield. Mm. Um, but I think you, you do go back to basics. Guedes has been playing well, had a really good season as a, off a big striker. So I think I probably would go Costa Guedes. You put Guedes where Nunes is playing because he shouldn't be there in the first place. I agree. You put Nunes next to Neves, whether that's in a two or a three. But Nunes was unbelievable in a two last season. Um, and then we've decided to play him up front. If you're playing Adama, he's best with chalk on his bit. Like you just go back to base, put every player in a place where they're best at playing instead of these. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. But well, look very, at very similar to George. That, that role that Nunes is playing is the role that Dendonka played last season. And they both shitted it. Now, Dendonka's gone Dendonka. to Villa. Yeah, yeah. Well, absolute cloud Makaleli. <laughs> I told in you know, as well. Playing play in the same Dendonk as a six, he's a player. He, he, that's where he was for Anderlecht. We've mm, played we did it a few times. Or maybe Leeds. We play him in as, as a Mazala. Yeah. Chicken Tinker. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Play, play him in the right positions. All we want to see is he spent £45 million on an asset. And it's bonkers. It's like what we did with Nevers at centre half. Why are you putting your best player? Out yeah. of position, I'm close to 30 on a second striker, and he's never played the role yet. So, yeah, there's a case true. for 4 4 2, close for a 3 5 2, anything different, but as in a 4 4 2 without Nunes up front or in the 10 or whatever. Geddes looks like he's doing his national service, mate. He does, he, <laughs> he looks like he hates it. He looks Not like he's ball. anywhere he wants to be apart from Wolverhampton. You know, what? I, 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 I have to understand that, but <laughs> yeah. at least, at least make it look like you're asked. I think he speaks volumes, unless he's not fit that Chem Campbell's can on before him. Mm. Mm. Like for me, he, as as enthusiastic as Chem Campbell's been, and he looked all when he comes on. He, if you spend thirty million pound on a player, he's surely he's your next best option off the bench, or is it that Mendes has placed him there? Mm. I, don't, I don't think he's placed. It him seems there. more like that when you're not getting the best out of him. If he's had a fantastic season in a certain place, and then. Yeah, he'd moved from Spain to England and then in the wrong position. There's not much about it. He's not really had a good run of games, has he, though, to be honest? No. A good run That's of right, yeah. If you, if you did go, Campbell, Guedes, Traore behind Costa and then Nunes, Neves, I wouldn't be upset with that. We shall see. We shall, you know you know, it's going to be Matinho and, and Nunes and Neves in the middle. And Matinho, mm. I'll drop another stinker. At least it's new. I, mean, I, I don't think Matino was horrific against Leicester, but the issue is the whole middle three were just so disjointed. It just didn't mm. work whatsoever. It wasn't really a three. Yeah, it was, yeah like I said, it was as if Leicester had like two extra players on. The, the whole trying mm. to play out the back was an absolute disaster. Absolute disaster. 
The first time we went direct, Costa knocked it down for someone, and we started an attack straight away. So we can't we can't try and play tippy tappy stuff now. We just got to get it up the pitch. Mixer. Yeah. That's why you get Sean Dolce, mate. Do your job. <laughs> um, moving on to the bet, mate. So this weekend it is across the Saturday 3 p.m. kickoff. So that's Bournemouth v Spurs. There's loads of games here. Brentford v Wolves, Brighton versus Chelsea, Crystal Palace versus Southampton, and Newcastle versus Aston Villa. It's £3 in and your chance to win £600. Now, if you've not signed up to BetMate already, you can do so by using our link in the description. If you do make a, a cash bet, you'll get £5 back in free bets. Of course, with all this, please gamble aware. I'm going to talk you through my team now, and you'll probably be surprised to see I've actually got no Wolves players in it. Mm. Um, if I could have picked six Brentford players, I would have. Um, but unfortunately, <laughs> that's not possible. With with the kickoff, kickoffs, you can only pick two players from the same team. So I've gone David Rare in goal for the clean sheet. Uh, back to Cucurella and Chilwell. Uh, midfield two with Miguel Almiron and vice-captain Bruno Guimaraes. Um, and then I've gone up top, Captain Ivan Tony and Wilfred Zaha. Dave, have you got any Wolves players in your team? Uh, no, absolutely none. Um, <laughs> I've gone with, with David Raya in goal. Um, I'm fairly confident he'll keep a clean sheet. Uh, Kieran Trippier <laughs> and Chilwell at the back. Bruno Gamarez is my vice with Ben Tancor in the middle and Zaha up front with Harry Kane, captain. Feeling confident about Wolves then, mate. Yeah, always, mate. Always. Always, Wolves. Finn, talk us through your team, mate. <laughs> That's so, so similar, Dave, to mine. I've got Raya in goal. Very, very confident again. Chilwell Trippier, Captain Bruno Gamares, and I've got Eze, um, Ivan Tony. Uh, pretty sure he'll get a goal and vice captain Harry Kane against Bournemouth. Harry Kane. <laughs> <laughs> now, George, you normally put your clock on the block, don't you? And pick yeah. it like uh, quite a few from each team. Unfortunately, you can't do this with this game because you can only have two from mm. the same team. But how many Wolves players have you selected, George? Um, surprisingly zero. Okay, um, cool. But no, no, Brent, but no Brentford players either. I okay, just, fair yeah, enough. Yeah. I just thought, you know what? Yeah, whatever. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, yeah, sort of thing. So I've gone with um, Kepa in goal. Um, Trippier and Perisic at the back. Um, Eze and vice captain Jeffrey Schlupp. Um, I'll tell you Harry, what, mate. Harry Kane captain, and then Callum Wilson up top. What's the thoughts behind Schlupp vice captain, mate? Because that that seems like it's done by design. It's done by design, yeah. I, just, I don't know. I just fancied it when I, when I did it earlier. I feel really sad on uh, dropping Hugo Bueno after two very solid outings for me, but yeah, I've got I a feeling they'll drop Bueno. I think he won't play. I think I think he's gonna. I think we're gonna see Johnny at left back. That's my feeling. Well, Ait Noor has changed his trim, so normally means someone's going into a bit of form. It's almost like uh, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. To be honest, but almost like good. slick back afro. Yeah. Um, I saw that. I, did, I didn't. I didn't recognize who it was when he was yeah. in the warm up at the start. Yeah. Trying to think who, who, who it's close to. What other footballer? Who's it's like? It's like Brian Bello. Remember him? Who's Big that? brother. Big brother Brian. Yeah, you remember him? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a bit like that trim, you know. It's like Afro. Well, it was like combed yeah. back. Yeah. Like Who goes say Shamak? See through trim. Um, <laughs> so we're not we're not confident then, boys. Are you confident in the bet, mate? Do you reckon you could get some points on the board? Usually with these pots, we'd get nowhere near the top because there's so nope. many people who join. But 
we're not the experts here. You guys are. So that is the 3 p.m. kickoffs. It's £3 in for your chance to win a share of £600. And of course, again, with all of this, please gamble responsibly. Right then, chaps, moving on to the bigger discussion. It's going to be a bit of a bumper podcast, this one, isn't it? I can. I feel like this one could go on for hours and hours and hours. The topic of discussion this week is just what the hell is going on at the club. Um, I know that we've already spoken a little bit about this, but I feel like this is where we're going to almost vent all of our frustrations, get it all out in, in the open. So, start with you, Dave. Um, what is going on? I think probably most of us probably got our thoughts out, but just you know, before we kicked off, then I do not have a Scooby Doo. What's what, what to say? Um, I, a lot of people know on the podcast, and I know there's a question probably later on about fence sitting because I, I try and always see both sides, uh, both sides of the coin, and try and see the positives out of the situation. But even after yesterday's performance, I don't have a have a clue what's going on and where to turn. To be honest, because We've seen, we've heard, and you know, we spoke about Scott Sellers so far. We spoke a little bit about Jeff Shee and so on, but the whole managerial thing has been a right cock up for Wolves. I think, um, you know, that we should have. I've tried to sort of like, you know, part of me is thinking, right, yeah, probably the right move to go into the World Cup. Um, you know, as long as the right manager's there waiting for us, but I think they've got to use that World Cup break for the new manager. You can't you can't have the four or five weeks with Steve Davis still in charge, and then wait you know and bring someone in from straight into the deep end again, because the chances of us having our heads above the water come the World Cup break is probably unlikely now. Um, so it's been a cock up, and I've said again I don't want to bring it up again, but I will the Villa situation. Wolves have completely screwed up the managerial situation, and that's going to cost us big time. I think. The thing, one of the things for me, George, is that I just cannot believe is happening that they're having discussions about drafting in external coaches to come and help out extra pair of hands with Premier League football club. Yeah, it's like the dog and duck, isn't it? It's yeah. that, that's that's how bad it is. I think. Um, look for me. I just think they've. Um, we're now seeing. The, the fruit of the labour of poor management, mismanagement uh, from top, top to bottom. Even when we were riding the wave, like I say, it's, it probably masked a lot of the the stuff that was going on behind the scenes. And um, yeah, like I say, I, I just feel like, you know, the foes, they don't deserve this football club. Like, they've given us good times, some of the, you know, the best times. I can't, you know, Europa, U- European football, FA Cup semi-finals, all that sort of stuff. But the negligence, the mismanagement, the immaturity of the business model it's just it stinks and you know they've took the right off the ball they've took the right off the ball transfer window after transfer window we've been more focused on building the brand with the esports with with your record labels we've trying to break china we've trying to do all this sort of stuff and i understand it from a commercial point of view i'm not an idiot but i'd get it but they've just been negligent about the football what's been on the field Granted, we spent hundred million pounds this summer, but we've been we, we didn't spare, barely spent money in the in the previous six. You know what I mean? It, it sort of we sort of stood still, stood still, and what happens in the Premier League? You stand still t- for too long, backwards. you get you go backwards, and you end up going down. And look, I don't want to say we're definitely going down at this point. I mean, at before the Forest game, I said six out of ten. I still put us at six out of ten of confidence of us going down because we've got like what 26, 27 games left of the season. You can turn it round, but. 
you know what? Sometimes it's you know in this sort of world, you've got to put your hands up, take your medicine, and go. You know what? We fucked up. This manager situation cannot go on until the World Cup or after the World Cup because again, it's negligent. Like I said, Villa sacked Gerard. They've got Emery, or as of recording, looks like they're going to get Emery. I'm not saying he's done. They've done it. They've quickly. They've gone and got. Do you think they need to reverse their decision, George? In, in regards, they won't to though. The, you've got to. Like, they won't because it shows weakness, and it shows mm. weakness from the board. It shows weakness. They've never done Jeff. that, you know. I don't think held it, for any mistakes they've ever done. He's held the hands up and said, "Look, we the screwed one, up." They won't, and, and that's what, and that's what's going to put us push us even more into the Myeries. They will not come out and go, "Look, we messed up." Um, we, we're sorry, we're going to sort it out. Like, I understand they can't help the Lopetegui situation, his dad's ill. And I think the reason why they're waiting until after the World Cup, and again, as morbid as it sounds, I think they're waiting for him to, to croak it, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah. But where they did get it wrong is publicly going after Michael Beale, because then everyone's like, oh, I'm third choice, am I now? And then they come out with a line of, oh, there was no outstanding candidates. So say you go and approach, I don't know. Fucking embarrassing. The two, so he's been linked today, hasn't he? And again, Again, I think that'd be an absolute car crash. But Gattuso, they're going to speak to Gattuso. He'll just go, oh, I thought there was no outstanding candidates two weeks ago, so I want X amount of money. Like they've literally just priced themselves out of anyone they're even remotely interested in. And it's so, so poor. So it's, poor. It, it's not even... And I get like they're going to ask for more money, but if you're, if you're a, a manager... And look, they get paid off if they get sacked. It's probably the only job in the world where you get you get paid off for being yeah. shit at. But <laughs> it, a managing career is you know is longer than a playing career. And if you keep getting sacked, your stock drops and drops and drops and drops. So for any manager coming in now, they know I'm not first choice. I'm probably not even second choice. I'm more than likely not even third choice. So the club have already got it in the mind that this bloke isn't who we wanted. So you can probably take two or three weeks off. The, the patience that the board have got. No, no manager's going to take that. And no manager's going to come into a club where you've got your technical director and and, and director of football and operations who don't make any decisions and everything's run by the, the club the, the club CEO or the club president, as Remain Says called him. In most football clubs, you have an owner, which is where the money comes from, who day-to-day doesn't touch the football club. Then you have a chief executive who heads up that, and then you have people reporting into him, such as a director of football, and they work together on the day-to-day. Jeff Shee should be nowhere near that football club. Fosun should be nowhere near the football club. No, shouldn't even touch it, no. And what, to add to your point there, Matt, the only manager that's going to come to Wolves right now in this situation is a manager who's on last chance saloon or is desperate for a job. And what you mean is to almost prove... They're on the decline and they're there to just prove it. And again... It's going. It, we, we, it's going to be someone random, like. And again, this is why you know people are clamouring for Sean Dodge. Sean Dodge's stock is not. It's quite stable. He ain't going to come to us. We could ruin it, that stock. We're going to get someone who, and again, I'm not. It's it's going to be funny when I say these names, but someone stupid like a Pardew or a fucking Bruce. It's going to be. You know what I mean? These are the only people who are going to actually apply for our job because it's like, well, no one else wants it. I'll come and do it for you for six months, and almost try and prove themselves and again that that's where I think we are I think we're going to get someone come in and it's going to be everyone's going to just laugh even more we're going to laugh and it's just going to be you know Lopetegui ain't going to touch us if we're rock bottom you'll probably get to Villarreal as well now why would he? yeah but he would have joined us in the championship 
Yeah, but yeah. Like, that, was, that was a club on the up, though. This club's on the down, in it? Like, you know, mm. there was only one trajectory with, you know, the players, you know, we were signing. We couldn't mm. not get out of the championship, you know, signing Neves and Jota. And I know we hadn't signed him at that point, but that was always the plan. It was always, you know... Mm. That that Calibre-like, yeah. Yeah, I just think we're on the down, we're on downward spiral and you've got to be an absolute maniac to take it. What's the what's the solution, Ethan? What is the solution to all this? Who who's culpable in your opinion? I think they've sort of talked themselves or almost actioned themselves into hardly any ways to be able to get out of it. Like as in, I mean, we've highlighted them, but basically going to the press with old Bill's going to be the manager, and then when it's not a done deal, you're then putting in a line saying there's no outstanding candidates. You like as you say, that's not only like oh maybe benefit uh backfire financially it's also you're telling anyone if you do have to go cap in hand to someone we thought you weren't anywhere near what we were looking for it's just you don't need to say it you don't you don't even need to put out things saying steve davis is going to say all of it it's like what are you thinking what are you thinking every time so it's like there's been so many mistakes in this obviously yeah as we've said the lopetegi one there's no blame there so you've made one really a mistake i don't know what i'm saying but there's maybe three four five things that everyone's gone what are you doing and they can't see that so then you can't really there's no solution staring in the face because you're now yeah third choice manager deep maybe even fourth whatever's been going on behind the scenes so whatever happens it's a mess whatever happens from here the only thing that can save him as you say is that you're hoping for a man's dad to die you should never be thinking that in a a premier league football (laughs) you know that's what they say the new year yeah, yeah, of course it is. We were in European competition, and now we—that's our hope. What a life! Fucking <laughs> hell! It's it, it, well, it, well, it, well, it has got to that point. But that—that that statement to come out and say there's no outstanding candidates. No need. It's well, as Ronan Keating said, you say it best when you say nothing at all, and that's probably that's that's <laughs> what should have happened because to say that now it's like right, it's done. We, you know, we're not going to even look at it. At least if we would have lost at the weekend like we did, and you don't release that statement, you've still got the hope of then going to appoint someone. But to come out with that mm. such a, a boldly positioned statement, it's yeah. just it's it's calamity, it's embarrassing, and like everyone's laughing at us. You listen to national radio and I, and it's boiling my blood. Everyone's like, What the hell has gone on here? Like, mm. what what's gone on to Wolves? Because they're meant to be such a well run, fantastic football club at the minute. It's amateur hour, Dave. How, how, do, how do you fix this? I don't have a clue. I, I do not have a clue. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, You've been yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, need, they need to sort out a manager. Uh, the, the best they can find, the best that they can get. They've got to swallow their pride. They've got to hold their hands up, apologise, um, and get someone in now. Get someone in. And I don't think they'll get a lot of people are still hoping for Gallardo. That ain't going to happen. He's going to Villarreal, I think. Yeah. Uh, Lopetegui is your, your next bet and I don't know if they're holding out for him but not a clue and it's an absolute it's a mess at the minute mate I don't really know what else to say I don't think that the solution is the manager I think it goes from the top and I think the solution yeah, but they're not they're not going to change that mid-season though they won't change the CEO and the technical director mid-season I think you've no, got but... to get go on for the longevity of the football club and sustained improvement, that's where that's where it needs to change. Yeah, and yeah. I don't, I don't, I, and I don't think they will. But that 
for me, is the glaring answer. Jeff, uh, well, at least we know now that since we've done the Romain Say since everything's coming out, that Ask Wolves was nothing but sanitised nonsense because that's what it was. We all have a committee. No, you obviously don't have a committee. You might take ideas to Jeff and he's like, no, fucking see you later. And we know that people from the club listen to the podcast, but it's, it, it needs to change. It needs to change because we we look, relegation is, is staring us straight in the face. And behind the scenes is, 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 is a shit show. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to be a Wolves fan that it's got to this point and it needs to change. And I never, never want to call for people's heads because, you know, I did it with Nuno and, you know, it's not nice to people lose their jobs. But the way that this this whole the whole Bruno situation has been, it's people should be held accountable for it. And that should be, for me, Jeff Shee. I, 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 you know, Scott Sellers comes into a lot of flack and he shouldn't be immune from criticism, but it, it's, with, it's with Jeff. He's the CEO. It should fall on him. But because of the way the club's structured and him obviously being part of Fosun, it's never, ever going to happen. It's never, ever going to happen. And there's been a new story that's broke today in the Express and Star. I believe they're one of their business correspondents has, um, has, has, has posted an article to say that Fosun have, you know, despite saying they're in a strong financial position, have, you know, are looking at stripping assets, obviously Walls being one of them. Um, and there was some news on the Price of Football podcast last week um, that, a, a a club in the Premier League with Chinese owners is open to offers. Now, I spoke to someone today who's extremely reliable with stuff like this and he's confirmed that it is Wolves. Um, and his reason is that um, now that President Xi has been re-elected um, in China, there's no appetite for football ownership over there. And, it's the, and, and I know a lot of people have said this, um, almost trying to um, call investment overseas because the, the plan was that to almost um, in, invest overseas to try and supplement them getting a chance of hosting the 2030 World Cup. Now that the, the Chinese Super League has fell on its arse and the, the chance of hosting that 2030 World Cup has evaporated, it's almost an instruction to pull back that investment. So from what I do know, that Wolves are open to offers to, for people to buy the club. Now, that shouldn't come as a surprise. I think every club's up for sale if someone's got the right money. But it seems that Wolves are... And, and the club will obviously completely reject this, and I have done on the Express and Star podcast, and they will because they don't want to show too much leg. If 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 prospective owners know they're up for sale, they're going to come in with a derisory offer. So they've got to keep a strong hand. But that's just what I've been told. I don't know anything else on it. But I think that's probably the only way we... we Everything that we spoke about is how we find a solution to it. Personally, that's how I feel. I don't know how you guys feel. But we're not going to have a completely structural and cultural reboot of the football club because... Uh, Fosun and, and 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 Jeff and and George Mendes are, are at the top, and it's not going to change. And especially when you've got people underneath who aren't making decisions. Mm. Well, short term, yeah. Short term, if a goal goes in off Costa's arse and we win one nil, and then we beat is it Brighton after that, and then it all goes back to. I mean, it doesn't, yeah, but course. as in we, know, we don't look at it for a while. But we're quite lucky yeah, that there's a lot of other teams that are shit like, yeah, as well. Yeah. Like, and it's still very very close. But we've got to be careful. We've got to get a win between now and the break because two or three weeks ago, a couple of wins and you shot up to the top half of the table. We've been held back now. And like, you know, Bournemouth were in like top six, top seven last week. Now they're 14th. Um, but the the gap between us and like 14th is getting like bigger and bigger now. So we've really got to try and get three points 
out of one of these next two games, to be honest. Yeah, from mm. a footballing from a footballing position, I feel like from what you said, Matt, I think you articulated all that really, really well. I think from Thanks, from a structural position, metaphorically, it needs nuking from the structural position. The whole thing <laughs> needs starting again. It just needs yeah, yeah. the game. You know what I mean? No, it does, not it? Position. I mean, purge. Forest were the worst team I've seen at Molyneux since we've been back up in the Premier League last week. And they're going to beat Liverpool the week after. And granted, it's a Liverpool team with injuries, but they just beat City the week before. I this Wolves team right now, where we used to be, have so much confidence going toe to toe with anyone in the world, we're not going to. We if we were playing Liverpool on Saturday or the weekend, should I say? Like, there's no way we get that sort of result. No way at all. And that's my theories. I don't see, especially after the yesterday's game. I, I there's no fight in this. This, this team, I can't see where our next points are coming from, and I hope they're coming against. I hope we get three against Brentford. I hope we get three against Brighton. I I don't see where our next wins coming from. I think the club is it's that bad at the moment. It feels that bad. I feel like we've got away with one against Forest. I just don't see us beating a, a half decent Premier League team. No way. Well, obviously, we need we need someone who's going to come in and galvanise and have fresh ideas and and uh, for the want of a better term, put a rocket up these players' asses because they obviously need it. But the fact that they essentially hinted that they're not going to make an appointment until the new year, as Dave said, that World Cup break is the time for a manager to come in, get the feet under the table, familiarise yourself with the club, the players, the staff implement those ideas, work with the players who were there who aren't going to the World Cup. And then when you come back, ready for the Boxing Day game against Everton, you've got a new lease of life. Because you know if Steve Davis is still there come Boxing Day, it's going to be the same turgid shit. And that's nothing on Steve Davis. He's, you know, he's, he's been he's, he's been dealt a bad hand, you could say, or he's got extremely lucky that he's got the Wolves job. Whichever way you look at it, it's not his fault. But it's obviously not fucking working. And the fact that Neves has come out and said it, it's the right thing to do, Ruben, mate, I love you, but you, you just right, just knock it on the head. All this shite about, you know, we must do better. We need to stay positive. Like, show it then. Do something about it. It's all lip service. I can't stand it. Yeah. And the worst thing is, as well, think about how, not just us, any Wolves fan listening to this, any Wolves fan who don't listen to this, but is on social media, whatever, the, the feeling, the vibe that everyone's got towards this club right now. Imagine this going on for another, what is it, three games, and we've got to, Wolves have got to sit and fester on this for five weeks whilst the World Cup's on. Yeah. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. And then you're going into that boxing day. Thankfully, it's away. Um, it probably saves a little <laughs> bit. But that home game against Man United on New Year's Eve, say nothing's changed and we're still on this downward stretch it will be horrible. It, it's going to be horrible. And mm. we've still got two home games. Well, three home games, haven't we, with the, the Carabao Cup game? Before that happens, but it's just going to get that much is going to get worse, worse, and worse. And if but on change. but on the flip side, if they you know they do make the, the right appointment um, and we get it in during the World Cup, you know that us as fans, we okay, yeah, we've acted and we're going to get behind the team because at the minute we're not getting behind the team at all. And you know why would you? Because they're they're turning in performances like that. But it's not that they're just sitting on their hands. It's it, it's vile. Like it's toxic, it's it's vitriol, it's 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 a bad bad place to work at the minute. Wolverhampton Wanderers, you, 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 we they need that appointment during the World Cup and give fans something to sing about and almost that light at the end of the tunnel. Something to get behind a change, something that's going to galvanise not just the players but the fans because the fans need galvanising. They have them for the past two years. 
because it's 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 as flat as a pancake, Molyneux. Forest game is okay, but it's it's flat, and that comes from the shit that we're being served. Now we get what we've spoken about, like like Finson, you get two wins. It's all forgotten about with football fans, and we speak emotionally, and we and our thinking is is, is rational and it's reactionary. But that's the way it is. But you don't really matter when you're winning games, but when you're losing games, all this is highlighted. And I feel like now, if you go on a bit of a streak, I'm not going to forget about it because we've seen how quickly it can change and how quickly you can get sucked in. The club have got to act. They've got to make those changes. It's got to be a structural and cultural reboot. Whether that means Jeff goes or and Scott goes and and and, and et al, it's, it's got to happen because otherwise, I'm sorry, I might to say it, but we'll be playing championship football next season. Hmm. We got we got enough quality. The team's got enough yeah. quality yeah, yeah, yeah. to turn it around. But too they, good they... to go down. And you you've said this yourself, Dave. And I know you said you've, you've eaten your words. And people use it as a, a stick to beat you with. It's not that you've a situation has changed, and you've got more facts and figures now to to form a better opinion. And that doesn't yeah. mean that you 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 know you're sitting on the fence or it's you, you know you blow. You know what's the worst cold. thing about it, Matt? As well, there's people that I had discussions with about this me thinking we're too good to go down, which I still believe is the case. Our team is too good uh, and we shouldn't be in this place. There's people messaging me and tweeting me, like reveling in it. Fucking hell, I told you we're going to get yeah, relegated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what, what are you on about? Why are you, mm. why are you like that? Why are you celebrating that we're going to, because you're right about us going down? You know, just because I showed that little bit of, a, like, little bit yeah. of support, you know what I mean? So It's a hate yeah. to say I told you so, Brigade. Yeah. Um, and you've got the likes who are still backing Bruno Lars. You're saying he should have given time. Well, personally, I don't think they should have. I think they probably should have stuck with him if it was we knew this was coming. But people do revel in you, uh, you having an opinion that doesn't actually come true. And mm-hmm. and we've seen it the past two or three weeks as 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 a podcast. The last couple of weeks, it's almost our fault. Like we're picking a team. The amount of abuse that we've got because Wolves are playing shit like I'm, you know, we're all big and ugly enough to take it now, and most of it we laugh off. But it's that's how it's got within the fan base. You know, the thing that I put on Twitter about someone what can't wait till he bumps into me, see how big I am now. The comment on that video, I'm not even in the video. You know, it, <laughs> the, fun, but, the funny thing about that, Matt, was that the comment was during the game. He yeah. commented that on the you. So while you watching the football match, and your first thing to think is, oh, "I'm gonna go and comment on Talking Wars podcast or video." So hmm. you grow up, man. But we've noticed, that, and and I know you have, Dave. Like the past two weeks, it's people going at us, even with the size interview. It's people going at us. Yeah, well, I mean, what, it's what, the, it's what, a minority. To do? To be fair. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's, it's a yeah, minority. Of course, of course, yeah. of course. And like I said, we've said it. I've said it before. You can meet a hundred people, ninety-nine shake around, and one slaps you across the face. You're always going to remember that one. So. It's a minority, but thankfully most people are sort of we're all on the same, you know, singing from the same same hymn sheet now. I think in, in regards to what's going on at the club, we know they've screwed up the managerial situation. We all know that something needs to change on and off the pitch. So hopefully yeah. things happen and and the club starts going in the next the, the right direction in the next couple of weeks. I know a lot of people also think, oh, Dave or Matt or, or Phil Joe, they're, they're never going to say anything about the club when it gets bad because. You know they're they're in bed with the club. Now we like, we do things with the club. We work with the club, but you know we when they do something good, we'll say they've done something good. And when they've done something bad, we'll let them know that that's the way it is. But just because we don't have nuclear takes when you know we, we go one nil down, it's like fucking sell the club. He's gonna get like this is this is hmm. this has been building, and perhaps we haven't addressed it sooner. 
But like I said, it's only been the last two or three weeks where I've realised it just the state of affairs. Um, so, you know, uh, apologies if we haven't addressed it sooner. And I know a lot of people have said they've seen it coming and you, congratulations, you were right. But unfortunately, you're right about the demise of our football club and it's horrible. It's horrible to see. It's horrible to hear. Like, I normally listen to talks, but all day I listen to podcasts. I can't do it. I cannot mm. listen or talk about football because it makes me feel sick at the state of walls. No, it does. It makes me feel sick. It makes me feel depressed. It's like a black cloud following me around. But we'll mm. still go. We'll still be there. But mm. oh, well. here we are, 80 minutes later, and you haven't thrown no, no, it. Yet, no, I don't so want to talk about football. It's <laughs> one of the longest podcasts we've done on season. <laughs> um, should we move on to the questions, lads, before Let's we wrap it. it up? And I need a cup of tea or something a bit stronger. Mm. Um, so thanks for all those who sent in their questions on Twitter. There was quite a lot around um, squad value and which players would stay if we went down, which I've, I've left out because I'm, I don't know. I don't really, I don't really want, want to talk about it. And um, the answer is probably not many would still be there. Um, <laughs> but Matty has asked um, financially um, what would happen if we got relegated. Um, you, you, I mean, you still get your parachute payments. If you go back up, they stop. Um, but the thing that concerns me, and I'm not a finance expert, um, not very good with numbers at all, but that, that they've borrowed money from Macquarie Bank. Um, they've borrowed against future TV right, uh, uh, TV revenue in the Premier League for next two years, three years maybe? Three, I think. Three years. Fucking I don't know what happens with that. Great point. Well, I don't, know, know. I don't know. You've got to start to pay it, haven't you? We borrowed the money. You know what I mean? Well, you know, it's, it's yeah, or or at least that's in the agreement. Maybe I don't know if there's any penalties. There's probably financial penalties to to leave that that you know because I'm guessing we're drawing down on it year on year. Then rather than having like a lump sum of three years TV money up front, but there'll be financial implications and penalties of that. And I feel like another thing from a financial point of view is you would imagine a lot of this squad would have a relegation weight drop of like forty percent, thirty percent, just to keep you above flow, but yeah, well. so about it. We go down, which again, I don't really want to think is a, a real, real possibility. I think it definitely is on the cards. Like all those players are getting sold anyway. We've got a lot of we've got a lot of sellable assets, haven't we? That, that, that's the truth of it. And mm. uh but you won't be getting sixty million for Neves if you go down, you'll be getting twenty five. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I um, the, the the I know that something came out around August time that they're, they're taken out further, um, a further loan on the on the TV revenue future payments. That's not actually true. It was just an extension of the uh, the loan extension that they already had. Um, so on the loan they already had, and I think the payment, I think it's up June twenty twenty five. Um, that's what the the I think they extended it by a year. So yeah, we've got until twenty twenty five to to pay back. Two years, two or three years of um, Premier League revenue, which is a, it's a lot of money. It's, it's a lot, a lot of money. And like you said, it would have to be a fire sale, I'd imagine, to uh, to generate that kind of cash. Yeah. Um, the, the uh, James Skidmore has asked, what do you think of the Gattuso rumour? Um, Dave, it's not really a rumour, is it? No, I think Odds Checker put something about, oh, he's gone down to two to one. And then you check all the odds websites and he's Everyone like else is 30 to one, one still. They're like, what are you on about? Yeah, mm-hmm. so a load of bollocks, I think. What do you reckon, guys? I know when I put it in the group chat earlier, uh, George, you were dead against it. I just think it's like pouring petrol onto like a fucking bonfire. Like, it'd be, it'd be an absolute disaster. Um, I'm telling you now. The one Sometimes thing, maybe yeah, good. 
Sometimes yeah. maybe she's telling you now this fucking shit. Um, <laughs> they're like, you know, it's like it'd be one of those. Oh, we got Diego, you know, at least we've, the, the excuse at the moment with Diego Costa is he's galvanizing the fans, he's getting the crowd off the seat. It'll be the same with Gattuso. It'll be like, oh, he's galvanizing the fans though. When like Brighton put the fourth past us, oh, you know, <laughs> it's singing Gattuso. He loves Paella. Yeah, he's put the, the linesman in headlock. Yeah, it, yeah, you know what? I just, I just, yeah. It, it's it's not going to happen anyway, is it? But I just think you, what we need right now is a sensible, safe pair of hands, and Gattuso ain't that. <laughs> I'm telling you now. Mm. Not at who, all. Would, who, who would you take, George? Like on a, on a tangent, like now, right now? You, yeah, who would you take? Who would you think would be interested in the job? I don't like say. So I think you've got to be an absolute lunatic to be interested in it. I I, I still. Mm. At the time, I was still advocating Ange from a uh, big Ange from Celtic. Hey. Hmm. He's not going to come. Uh, no. I saw someone mention Russell Martin earlier, and I just thought, if that is that hmm. actually where we are, well, is that where we're at now? Like, is that actually where we're at? Um, I don't know, mate. I, I wish I could give you an answer. I don't know. Is is the truth? Like, I think that I'm surprised that we've not started getting linked with Gerard. Genuinely, because I feel like he'll want to prove himself, and I think that he's got an ego that will think I can go there and change it and almost stick two things up at Villa. That look what I can do, and he did a decent. Well, he did a good job at Rangers, like we said. I think Beal was a big factor in that as well. But mm. I wouldn't be surprised if Gerard starts knocking about that, like a rumor there. I don't think we'll get him, but. No, I don't think I, I think he's done a lot of damage to his managerial prospects, mate. I really do. Yeah, I do though. I would, you know, if you're asking me who I'd pick, I'd, I'd take Ange from uh, Celtic if I could. Um, Sean Sean has asked uh, asked the lads if football is seriously pissing him off at the moment because it's doing my head in. I think we spoke about that at the start, didn't we? Like it's having such a knock on effect on like, me every day. Like I'm so miserable at the minute. And a win at Brentford will change everything, and it'll be Fos and love you, love you, Jeff, love you, Scott, mm. doing a great job. But that's what we like <laughs> as football fans. That's yeah. just, you know, it's it completely changes our outlook on on everything. So I feel like we've already answered that one. Short and seventy seven club of us. There were another Wolves podcast. Um, Harry Mansell and, and and the boys. Harry used to come on our podcast quite a bit. Um, I've asked whether the club have been in contact with us to ask you to stop laying into Scott Sellers. Is that have you had any contact, Dave? <laughs> Ask us to lay off Scott Sellers. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, I haven't. <laughs> Not yet, anyway. So I'll wait and see. Yeah. Probably yeah, this podcast, yeah. Released, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people going at like Liam Keane and Jackie Oatley about it, but like, the, I don't think the club would have would have said to to Liam Keane, can you not mention that? Because he's not said anything. He's not said anything bad. He's just reporting what's out there. The yeah. I mean, the tactic board don't help, does it? Sitting up there with the tactics board, it doesn't. It doesn't and when it looks so like cartoonish, yeah, yeah. like <laughs> Jesus, two arrows towards the goal. You reckon if we win the next three games, there's going to be a kid in the Billy Wright uh, family enclosure with Scott Sellers? Can I have your tactic board, please? Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's gonna get to a point where I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take an arrow uh, to the next home game. You're yeah, it well, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like according to Spears again, I hate to keep citing him because I feel like Dave's gonna tarry his bollocks again. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean no, I didn't mean <laughs> I know, yeah, so, rubbish, yeah. rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, that's the setup they have with the with the youth team. So obviously mm. Davis will be managing, and and Sellers is up in the up in the stand with like a tactics board and an earpiece, giving him help. Apparently that's yeah. what they do in the youth team. So I think that's just translated it into the uh, into the first team. So they also um, said in that podcast that if we carried on at this goal scoring rate, we'd be the record lowest goal scorers ever. So yeah. um, we might need the arrows. Oh day. boy! I think on we'd be on course, course uh, yeah. sixteen goals. Yeah. The record is twenty for yeah, lowest goal. And that was Derby County and Sheffield United. So, looking promising. Looking promising. Whoever back to Erling Haaland scored more goals than Wolves this season at 14 to 1. If I was quite a bit. That's coming in, I think. Is it 100% coming in. He's on 17, eh? Yeah, but all comps, aren't it? Yeah. 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 14 in the Premier is it? Uh, 14 in. We're on track to score yeah. 16. Yeah. Easy money. Mm. He could go into railing for six weeks during February and he'd still score more goals. <laughs> um, Wonder Kid from Clearwater um, has asked, we keep hearing players aren't playing for you, for the badge. Which players do you believe it is? Is it a thing where Portuguese and Spanish players are less interested because it isn't their home country? I don't think that's the case. Fucking hell. I don't think that's the case. It's still, <laughs> it, it's, it's still a job, isn't it? Yeah, they all want to win a football match in it. Yeah, it might just not. Yeah, it's it's not that. I mean, no one wants no. a relegation on the CV, whatever level you play at. So, and the the final question is from Rafa zero seven. I think it's probably more from Dave because he's fetching splinters out his ass. Um, why did it take you? Why did it take you fence sitters um, twelve months to get off the fence? I nearly said twelve months. So <laughs> just find twelve months, Rafa. We were sort of in and around the top seven. So why on earth would I need to get Here off the goes. fence? Here he goes. When Here he when, goes. When we're there, if you said last six months, fairs. Well, what's he on about, man? Twelve months, you know. Yeah. This, you, this is an, no, no. This is another example of someone like reveling in it, though. Yeah. yeah. So hey, like you've been sat on the fence. Look, I've been right about us being shit for over a year. Who gives a shit? A broken yeah. clock's right twice a day, though. Yeah, mm. I mean. I've only joined the podcast about five months ago. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes, to George Silly's probation. Finn, I'm right here. signed off for Christmas. He's <laughs> <laughs> only on Christmas temp. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, on stuff like that, I mean, I, with mid West Ham match, me and my girlfriend agreed to split up to see if it was because I hadn't won a game since I've been with her and it didn't work. Okay. So and then we got wow. then we got back together. So single so for about forty five minutes. Yeah, for about yeah, yeah. So we've got a new anniversary, so yes. it saves me a bit of time now. Yeah. Um. But but we're trying all sorts of voodoo shit. But no, yeah, nothing's working. All did you uh, did you there. issue a statement during those forty five minutes <laughs> to say that no, there's we'll no do, outstanding candidates? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I go back to her now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I don't think I've sat on the fence. If I'm totally honest, I feel like today is I've no. I've I'm dead. You know which kind of ballpark I mean um just because I'm so pissed off with it and in three months time if we're doing well again I probably won't talk about it because I'll be too happy about us winning games and I know people will say oh he's just fickle we're football fans we're all fickle get over it but I I was I called for Nuno's head really early so I can't I can't say that I've sat on the fence you know stuff like that and I got I got a lot of stick for it so perhaps I'm, I'm a bit more measured but you can't. I think if you take anything away from this, guys, it's that you can't please all the people all the time. So, hmm. so yeah. Apologies to everyone who's listened this week. It has felt like a bit of therapy and a bit of a rant. I mean, it has been really negative. Um, and I apologise for that. I wish there was better things for us to talk about. 
Um, and it has, it has been quite an emotive one. So I hope you've stuck with us all up to this time. So I know it's been a, quite a lengthy podcast, but hopefully next week when we come back, we'll have a, a win at Brentford and we might have a bit more clarity around the new manager or, or you know, a, a, around the club and everyone's roles and responsibilities. But I, I doubt it. But I want that to be the case. I want Wolves to get back to winning football matches because that's what we all want. That's what we're all striving for. So, um, yeah, thanks for listening. Dave, where can people find you should they wish? Uh, Twitter at Dave as a party and public Instagram at it. Dave as a party as well. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, Finn, where can people find you? Uh, Finn is F I N E R Z on everything. I've just had a look just out of interest, and this podcast is currently longer than Borat, uh, Airplane, Paranormal Activity, Zombieland. <laughs> um, so <laughs> you could have all done something much better with your evening slash morning commutes, but uh, thank you for, for listening regardless. What I mean, if anyone's commute is an hour and a half, then bloody hell. Great effect, point, like. yeah. Liar, yeah. liar. Great. Yeah. What a film. Movie. I mean, most of those films you've cited there aren't much cop, so I'm happy great to say point. that. Hey, respect Borat. It's a great film. <laughs> liar, it's liar is a good film as well. Fantastic liar, Mr. Liar? Fox. Hey, there's Jimmy an ironic K- one. Jimmy Carey. Jim, Jimmy Carey? Jim, Jimmy Carey. Jimmy Carey. Jimmy Yeah, is that Moisey? I don't think he'll be that well. Yeah, we've just been... Just been slapped by Leicester and fantastic Mr. Fox is slightly shorter. So there we yeah. go. Poetic. George, where can people find you should they wish? Um, at George Rus7, uh, Twitter and Instagram. And where else? You can follow me on LinkedIn as well there if you we want go. to. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm not I'm not I've not been posting anything recently, just with what's going on at Wolves and stuff. It's uh <laughs> He's been, fl- been flying, the, impact, flying yeah, the flag at half-mast. Yeah, it's impacting my business profile as well. It's, uh, I've lost my mojo and I need it back. You do, you do. LinkedIn you flag half-mast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm M. Cooper Wright on Twitter and Instagram private. Matt Cooper Bites on YouTube, YouTube, YouTube as well, and also Twitter <laughs> if you want to give that a follow. Um, we're talking walls across all social media platforms. That's YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and most important one, LinkedIn. Thanks for all the new connections this week. It's been fantastic <laughs> trying to see what all you're getting up to in your um, in your working lives. Um, and yeah, hopefully the next one is a bit more positive. Like like I said again, apologies that it's been a uh, fairly dismal, negative podcast, but I feel like we all need to get it off our chest. But fingers crossed. Next podcast, next Tuesday when you're listening to, we've got a win and drag battle at Brentford and things are looking a bit more on the up. But until next time, guys, take care.